Welcome to the bullpen. Donald Trump can still be president of the United States and run the damn country even if he's in prison. At least that's what experts are saying based on an exhaustive and very thorough exclusive report by investigative reporter Alexandria Jacobson of Raw Story. Hell of a thing, I read it in horror, okay? Could not believe it, but it's real, so let's talk about it. Ms. Jacobson, thank you for being on the show, how are you? Doing well, thanks for having me, Dr. Ritchie. Okay, uh, very well done, by the way. Uh, you exhausted every nook and cranny here, and I don't think anyone has gone this deep before. So uh, let's first set the premise up, because I gotta get into the meat in just a moment. Um, Donald Trump, because there's no constitutional prohibition, he could literally be incarcerated and still be president of the United States, explain it to us. That's right, as crazy as it sounds, just like you said, there's nothing in the Constitution that says someone that's under indictment or is a convicted felon is barred from being the president of the United States or running for office. So at Raw Story, we did a, just a really deep investigation to see how that's possible. And Donald Trump, as we know, is has four indictments he's facing, 91 felony charges. So it's a very real possibility that the hundreds of potential years he's facing for those charges could lead to him having a prison sentence. And if he he's the presumptive Republican nominee, if he is elected and goes to the White House, he could he could be serving a prison sentence and still run our country. It's unbelievable. It's quite unbelievable. So there are some things that have not been constitutionally tested. For example, what you just mentioned. But I will say this, um, many, many years ago, there was a guy who was in prison because of a tax crime. He was running for president, got damn near a million votes. We let it slide. We knew he wasn't going to win. But it it should have had a response. There should have been a legislative response. There should have been a constitutional amendment response. But because there was no actual threat of him being president, it was allowed, which now sets precedent that can you earn votes while being in prison? Well, according to precedent, you can. So you can't even take that away from Donald Trump if he is in fact convicted or in prison prior, prior to the election. So that's off the table. And now you have these experts who have said, listen, there is no constitutional prohibition. And well, the reason is because the people that wrote the damn constitution never assumed that this would be one of those scenarios they did not think of. So talk to us about what some of these experts said to you in this investigation. Yeah, absolutely. So as you referenced, um, Lyndon LaRouche is the name of, of that gentleman who in 1992 ran for president from prison, he got 0.2% of the vote. Another time this happened was Eugene Debs back in the 1920s. He was imprisoned for speaking out against World War One and charged in the Espionage Act. He got three and a half percent of the vote, but we're talking Donald Trump here. This is a, a different story. He's a former president, so I don't think anyone in the writing of the Constitution and experts in the past ever expected it to, to get to this level. So yeah, the experts that we, we spoke to said, ultimately, if it gets to the point where Donald Trump is facing a prison sentence and is the the winner of the general election. It's going to get kicked up to the Supreme Court, and there will be potentially different uh, interpretations that need to happen. So, for instance, the the Twenty Fifth Amendment that says that if the Vice President and two thirds of Congress determine that the President can't fulfill his or her duties, that they can they can vote. Um, 
they can vote on that and and have the vice president take over. So I think those type of scenarios are a real potential possibility if he if he makes it to the Oval Office again. You know, and this is when I would mention something like, well, and this is my meager law school training talking, a declaratory judgment, which is basically you seek the court and you say, okay, court, if this happens, who has the right to do what in this particular scenario? So it's not an adjudication in the traditional sense, but it's a ruling kind of prior to a problem arising. Did any of the experts speak on the court being able to make these determinations prior to the problem actually happening? Most of the experts I talked to, we really were talking about if it, if it gets to that hypothetical. And I think some folks thought, you know, it really doesn't feel possible, but it is. So yeah. that certainly that certainly could be a, a possibility. And as we're seeing with the cases around the 14th Amendment, that's that's playing out right now. And whether if Donald Trump's potential involvement, his alleged involvement in January 6th insurrection, how that affects his ability to to run for office. So we we're seeing that happen right now. And I think there could potentially be an opportunity where the courts are forced to to rule on this ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, and, and I gotta say this because it's the, the irony cannot be dismissed. If you have a felony conviction in a particular state, for the vast majority of states, you do not get the opportunity obviously to participate as a voter. You cannot be put on the ballot. You can't run for a position of public trust while you are under a felony conviction and a probated or parole status. So if Donald Trump gets convicted now, right? How does he then get on the ballot when states literally by statute prohibit a citizen from voting and a citizen of that state from being on the ballot? How do they then create a caveat law for one human being when that is and has been determined to be unconstitutional. You can't make laws that benefit one person and not the whole according to the US Supreme Court. So how do you untangle that web? It is really a complicated situation. And a lot of the experts I talk to explain that. I mean, since there's no precedence, that's yeah. why there's all this confusion and around the situation. I think oftentimes also, you know, if if Donald Trump were to be convicted, his experience of being convicted of a felony is different than the average American, right? So he will likely get a, a completely different treatment. And I think that is probably how we'd see this, this play out. Yeah, you know, the only time we've taken a presidential contender off the ballot per se was Abraham Lincoln. And that was a big catalyst to the Civil War. And now you have a lot of that coming to the forefront again in reference to Donald Trump. But there's some pushback from Republican states saying, okay, well, we're gonna do it to Biden now, right? No real good faith basis here because you do supposed to have a good faith basis. What we're seeing, in my opinion, and I wanna get your take on this, we're seeing the extreme polarization manifest in a way where if there's no good faith arbitration happening in politics, it really doesn't matter what the laws are. Because you can go so extreme that you simply cancel each other out by action and reaction. What say you to that? I think I think that's a great point, and we're certainly seeing. It's interesting because Donald Trump talks about the idea of the weaponization of the government and and things like that. But you see on on the other side that the the GOP is is doing the same thing that he's accusing the Democrats of. So, yeah, it's it's a really frustrating situation that that we are currently in, and yeah, definitely unprecedented. 
When you decided to do this investigative report for Raw Story, did you expect the answer or basically the, the general conclusion of the experts to be, yeah, he can actually be in prison and still run the United States of America? Did you expect that walking into this? No, and I'm sure as you as you and most of our readers found, I mean, it, it is pretty shocking. And we spoke with all sorts of experts, so constitutional law experts, professors of history. We spoke with folks that have worked with the Federal Election Commission and other government agencies, political experts, and they all pointed to the same conclusion here that this is unprecedented and there's nothing stopping him from continuing to run if he is convicted or serving. Is there anything that either A, could have been done prior to this or B, could possibly be done within the next few months that would in fact create an actual barrier to the scenario of having a president who has been convicted of major crimes still run the country. And the reason I proffer that to you is because literally the president of the United States has to uphold and enforce laws and constitution. But under the scenario, what has been potentially presented in the personage of Trump, he would be under a probated or parole sentence at the time, being convicted, duly convicted of one of the laws or multiple laws he's supposed to protect and uphold, being the enforcer, chief enforcer of protecting those laws at the very same time. Is there any remedy here in this country to stop that scenario? So one option is impeachment. So if you remember with the the past two impeachments of President Trump, one of those took place after he after he left the Oval Office. So that could potentially happen, but given that the the House is controlled by the Republicans, that's unlikely. So that's that's one scenario there as as we talked about, potentially if if the courts ahead of time ruled that a potentially incarcerated uh president uh, candidate, excuse me, was to be elected president, they would not be able to serve as per the 25th Amendment. That's not option there. But yeah. as the way it stands, Donald Trump has shown no interest in backing out of the race. The GOP is seemingly fully behind him. So it, it really just seems like we'll be in this watching this unfold for the next several months. Yeah. You know, you know what would be really interesting? And I spoke to a conservative commentator about this. I said, all right, let's say Trump gets gets the nomination, which by the way, there's no way in the hell he doesn't get the Republican nomination at this point. He gets the nomination, but because the Republican National Committee is actually a private company and your vote is a recommendation to them, it is not a binding contract. Meaning they can get to the floor and broker a convention deal. They can say, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna broker something here. We're gonna make a different decision. Now, naturally, I don't think they're going to do that. Most of them are scared as hell. Uh, to go against Trump supporters. But in a very technical sense, if the Republican Party as an entity, as a company, wanted to broker the nomination away from Donald Trump, they could do so. That's right, yes. So as you mentioned, it seems like nearly guaranteed that he will get the nomination. But certainly if they, the party decides that his legal troubles are too much of a concern when it comes to the general election, they, they could absolutely choose another candidate to be who they back for the general. Yeah. Um, what's your take uh, as a reporter? Why do you think Nikki Haley is still in the race? Yeah, so I, th- I think there's a handful of reasons. I think 
uh, you know, one of them is this this legal peril, right? So there is a chance that Donald Trump is is convicted, and, and that's when the Republican Party says, "All right, this is too much. This is going to cost us a general election." So I think she she has that aspect there. Um, so I think she's felt a little bit of momentum, at least in New Hampshire, and, and potentially has the momentum in her mind from that, and wants to keep just being in the in the race in that regard, and potentially setting herself up for a future run. So. That I think we'll we'll see what happens on on Saturday in in South Carolina, but yeah. of course the the polls are certainly predicting that Donald Trump will continue to dominate. Yeah, and Donald Trump now has the senator of South Carolina, uh, and he's saying things like, "Hey, I mean, you know, Tim Scott very, look a very strong vice presidential candidate, but but don't don't read into that right before South Carolina to make sure people read into that so that he is massive." In his victory, Trump just likes big victories. You know what I mean? He wants oh, yeah. to just clobber his yeah. opponent, right? Yeah, it's not it's not enough to just win. He wants it to be a yeah. a clobbering, as you said. Yeah, that's it. All right, listen, this is great reporting. I appreciate that you put this together because I, I got to tell you, um, to have this many experts say basically the same thing, and you go back and look at the record, there is no prohibition to it. We do have precedent for people being able to to obtain, garner, and get allocated votes while in prison under conviction. So you can't utilize that against them. Uh, and naturally, the Republican Party, they're not going to stop the train. They, they do not have the leadership to stop the train. Um, thank you for it. For those who are watching, where should they go and find the article? Absolutely. They can go to our website, rawstory.com, and, and find our story on the prison president, as we call it there. Wow. All right. Thank you so much. We're going to have you back. We appreciate all you do. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Um, we're in the twilight zone. I, I don't know how else to describe it to everybody. Uh, something happened to Earth, it tilted. We're on a different vibration. We're in a whole different universe. Seriously. The man can be president, right, without being free. <laughs> it's amazing.